Hello, everybody. Samantha here. We're going to be talking about time control with Janella and connecting and talking about the 24-hour workday and how that relates with our everyday struggles. Um, stay tuned to hear the rest of the interview. Thank you, guys. I guess I'll introduce myself. So my name is Janella Rincon. My background is, I guess you could say I'm like third generation Colombian. My mom was second generation. Like she was actually born in Colombia and she was adopted by her aunt to come to America. So I did resonate when you brought up like when, when you're from a different country and you come to America, they think that life will be so much better. And I not, my, my mother also voices that as well. She was also working as a CNA in New York and in North Carolina for many years, working like long hours. And there was always the expectation in my household to go to college, go to college, pushing college for a better life. Okay. And then I ended up going to college just four years. And then I felt like, I feel like every day that I didn't get the return on what I guess I expected to happen. Like I thought that I wasn't going to like have to work long hours like my parents. My dad, he worked for a school for many years as a groundsman. So I watched him work in all types of conditions, the hottest summers, the terrible blizzards in New York. So yeah, growing up, I watched my parents work very hard. And then now as like a young adult living my on my own, I feel like I haven't really been able to like grow in as far as like, you know, financially a little bit in a way. Like, yes, like when I first came to New York after living in North Carolina for many, uh, first few years, I was working like three jobs to pay rent and take care of myself and very long hours. And that's how I actually met Sam. We worked at a physical therapy office and my original plan when I came to New York was to like go to school and work at the same time. But over time that became more difficult because I just couldn't afford it anymore. And I was doing it all on my own and I was managing some things like school and work, like two to three different jobs, trying to pay for tuition, trying to pay for books. And I, at some point I was like, I don't think I can, I had to stop because it was overwhelming and it was just, it was, yeah, it was super overwhelming. And I just had to take a break and then ended up leaving the physical therapy office and now I work for the post office so that's a whole nother thing we also have like a union and I want to interrupt you Janella but we yeah. about, about health so well I should never call them out we need to talk uh, about yeah. the physical therapy clinic more because I feel like you just said so much like you had so you, you worked three jobs when you first came here and I remember that like I remember you were working so much and you were working crazy hours and like at our job like they were just not like they were very inconsiderate basically to people's needs and people's like struggles and I remember you would always like even though I feel like in ways they would try to exploit us but I feel like they would try to exploit you more because you worked there full time at one point. Anyway, I feel like you were you always maintained like that good work ethic. Like you were always like, I'll be like, just don't sweep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you would always try to like complete your work. And I I just want to talk more about that, like the control of your time. Like why, like, how did you get to work through did you was that always your plan working three jobs? Like 
how did you end up working three jobs and then how what told did that take on your health like if it did at all like how how were yeah, you okay how did you get where you are now too because I know that we were both working there at the same time and I don't remember if you stopped working there before I did but I remember like was it because of COVID yeah so I was okay. working at that physical therapy office for two years and then prior to that I was working at another one so I was working at two at the same time and then I ended up working at a Pilates studio so it's three, three jobs and then when COVID hit I you know, it was it was kind of like a blessing because I was able to rest. You know, I was able to rest my body. I was able to hydrate and feed myself, and you know, just take like a mental break because I was I felt like I was definitely like when you go to work, you're well having to work those three jobs. I was exchanging my time for money, and I feel like all the effort, like Sam was saying, that I was giving to this job, I wasn't give, getting back. And so during COVID, I like reached out to the owners and I like asked for more money. <laughs> and I received an email back saying that basically, I, I basically I shouldn't have even asked because we were in a pandemic. Like, and I was like, well, you want me to come to work during this, like during these conditions where traveling is even a risk, putting myself at a risk. Mm -hmm. And so basically, I was like, you should give me like a hazard pay or like incre increase my salary or hourly wage and I the email I had received was just like it was very bitter and very disrespectful considering all the time and effort that I put into working there and engaging with all of the customers and it was terrible but now like I said Sam mentioned yeah so during the pandemic I like took like three months off and then ended up working I've had so many jobs, but I ended up working for Wall, a, a pharmacy in the neighborhood and for like a month during COVID. And that was just like, that was just too much for me because it was, I would say it wasn't very safe during that time during COVID because there's a lot of people coming into the store. I was putting myself at risk and so I ended up leaving, didn't go back. And then during that time, I like applied to work for the post office. During that time, the post office was having like a huge scandal about with like the president, how they were going to get shut down and all mm -hmm. that nonsense. And somehow I ended I applied, like wrote my little like uh, letter. What was this? I forget the letter you write, but I wrote in the application that like I really needed this job and, and you know, with God and everything and all the energy, <laughs> I ended up getting the job. And now I, I like the job. It's been very hard. Like it, for the, I, I've been there for about eight months. I work almost like 11 hours to 10 hours every day, but I only have to work one job now. <laughs> so that's something better, that, something good that happened um, to me in a way because now I'm able to afford the things that, you know, that I like to do and, you know, supply my life like in the way that I've been wanting to for such a long time. And I'm very grateful for what I have now because it's been, it's been a struggle. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So how are your days? Like, when do you have days off? Like, how, how, how do you, yeah, how is your schedule? Yeah, so my schedule is usually Monday through Sunday, Monday through Sunday, and then I get one day off, and, like, I really don't know, like, when my day off is until the day before, so it's everything super unexpected, and then as far as, like, what time, I never really know, like, what time I get off from work, because it just depends on workload, so if there's a lot of packages, I have to stay longer until, like, they're all 
delivered. And during the pandemic, there's been so many packages because people are ordering Amazon and, you know, a lot. So I've been working a lot. <laughs> Wait, so you work, like, you get one day off a week, but yeah. you don't know what that day will be. Yeah. So technically you're working like every day, but then at one, do they at least order that one day off or are they sometimes just like, oh, we're busy? No. Yeah. We're, we're like required to have that one day. So like oh, that's okay. a part of like the union. They're like, yeah, my position is called a city carrier assistant. So the union requires all the city carrier assistants to have at least one day off <laughs> during the week. And then we're also required to work on Sundays. So the post office is closed on Sunday, but since I'm like in like I'm like a new worker, we have to work Sundays. So I don't have weekends off and you know, being young and you know, you wanna spend time with friends and, and family that I have to take care of myself, so I work weekends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not enough. I mean, it doesn't seem I know. at all. It's not. It's only, and when you look at it, it's like I'm working 60 hours a week and then I have 24 hours to do everything I have to do, do laundry, you know, clean my room, chores around the house, like cook, meal prep. Sometimes I can't even meal prep because I'm just like, I put that back on the back burner. And that's always been like my, something that I really cared about was like health and nutrition. I always went to the gym and now that's also had took like, was on the back burner as well because I'm working so much. But now I'm like my I, my body is getting used to like these long hours and I'm adjusting. So I've like incorporated going back to the gym and like cooking when I can. But now and I also like added in like a meal service because like cooking every night is just exhausting. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So that's where I am right now. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot, Janella. Oh my god. <laughs> I know, girl. Sam was, like, telling me about you. It's funny because, like, I think that's something else we also talked about in our first, like, episode. Like, you know, when we were young or, like, even in school, it's, like, it's really drilled into your head that, like, well, at some point this will all pay off, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, this is why we're doing it because at some point we're, like, you know, going to be okay and we're, like, going to have that secure, you know? And it's when she was telling me that you work at the post office, I was like laughing because like me and my friends used to joke a lot because you know like yeah. there's not that many like government jobs anymore right and we're just like oh we have to get the job at the post office because like you know we'll get a pension <laughs> and it'll be like a cushy job you know and yeah but like you know and even you like it's you know you're saying like well yeah you went from three jobs to one job like that's I guess better right <laughs> you know yeah. but then even now it's like you know, this like one job is still 60 hours, 60 plus hours, right? With like no time for yourself, like no time to do anything. But when you're working six days a week, right? Like you gotta, you gotta squeeze in everything you can. Yeah. yeah. Oh and that's God. also been a challenge because it's taken a toll on like my friendships. Like I can't really, Sam's one of my, my close friends. And I can't see her as often because I never know like when I have the day off and, you know, traveling to go see her it takes a long time as well so because <laughs> i live in uh brooklyn so it's in like harlem so yeah, it yeah. Long. could you talk about your talk show and like how because you didn't have like much control over your time it's been like difficult for you to include like your leisure time or like 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when I first started at the post office, my hours, ooh, don't follow me. My hours weren't as demanding. So when I first started the job, I was able to like still work on the my talk show. So my talk show is called Tea Talk. It's an IGTV series where I interview people on IG Live to promote business owners and entrepreneurs and artists and musicians promote their talents and skills and so during that process like starting a new job I didn't have that much time to like edit the interviews and like I I had wasn't able to release as many interviews as I wanted so like it soon soon had to come to like a pause so right now I'm on that pause I took a break from it because it was just like I don't have time to work on like something that I've been enjoying doing since the pandemic so I was like interviewing and you know, uploading content a lot. And now there is not that much that I've done since starting. So that's unfortunate. And it's it's sad because that's what I really want to do. But I also have to survive. I feel like since moving here and moving, living on my own, I've been in survival mode. My, my mom lives in North Carolina. My dad lives on Long Island. So sometimes I do feel like I am like alone. So I'm like trying to take care of myself. I don't know if I mentioned I'm 25. Yeah. I wanted to add, um, like, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say, like, I know that, like, you you mentioned that you're working one job now. You're working long, longer hours, but you're also just working one job, which kind of, like, gives you stability or, like, security. But I'm also thinking, like, even though you're working longer hours and have, like, a more secure job, you're probably making, like, better money and stuff. I still think about, like, like all this pressure that's put on us, like, and I'm talking about us, like as a generation, I feel like we have, like we're working all these hours, we have better jobs, but we're spending more money anyway. So are we really making more money if we have to pay for a food service or like order, eat out more, like order Grubhub more because we don't have time to cook at home. Like it just reminds me of my own life and like how I've been fortunate to like get a remote job at the moment, but it's still like, it's really difficult to do that while you're in the middle of a pandemic. You have to take care of like your responsibilities at home. And it's, I feel like my time doesn't actually belong to me. Um, what you just said, Sam, reminded me what you were saying earlier about like exchanging time for money. Cause it's like, so often this is about like our time and not just about like more money, which I think most things like, I don't know, we get reduced to that like all the time, right? And it's like, it's not like we don't need money, like we need money, right? Like New York City is like really expensive, rent is like really high. But yeah, I think they talk a lot about like, like money can't buy time, right? Like money can't buy your life, can't buy like, you know, the time you have with your family and your friends and your loved ones and, or even like to do, yeah, like, you know, your your show or like our, mm -hmm. our podcast or you know even or even more like collective efforts too to like fight for something better like you're saying like earlier too like you're just it feels like you know you've only been surviving since coming to new york and i you know sometimes I feel like it's like the system like forces us to do that right like also what mm -hmm. is the result of like having all of us just like working 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 like just Heart, like barely keeping our heads above water it also means you have no time to like 
come together with other people and say like what the hell is this <laughs> right like why yeah. do we have to live like this you know our life should be better it should be you know be more than just that yeah yeah i i can relate to what you're saying for sure that our lives should be better and that's why i feel like a lot of like what aoc says i really support her because like you know she's like why about like the minimum wage thing like in north carolina like i know some people like the minimum wage down there is like 750 or 850 and it's like if you have a family like how can you and you didn't go to college how can you support your kids and you're a single mom like adding in all those factors it's like i don't know something does have like life that our life does need to get better somehow i don't know what the answer is the solution but yeah <laughs> That's so true. And even like a single person, like without kids, I feel like it's just impossible. Like, cause I have friends that are paying so much money for a ride and they don't have any kids. And I'm like, I can't even imagine like, if you had a kid, like how much more, you'll, you'll never have any money for yourself. It's like you're working to put the money into all these different systems. <laughs> like, and a system that doesn't even care about us, honestly. like this is a little off topic but even like if you think about the environment that people are living in like people are forced to live people are forced to live in places like for example like the bronx like or brooklyn like the the cheapest places in new york city yet like highest percentage of pollution or like highest percentage of people or you're breaking up a little bit but yeah hello yeah Yeah, you hear me um yeah so, so also since like this is, you know, to support also like the campaign and like their, their fight to end the 24 hour. I think another thing that we're saying is like, we also really need to fight for more than just like better pay, right? Cause like all of the things that we just talked about, yeah. you know, like this is where we get to say like- Quality you know, of life, better quality of yeah. life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also because even what we're saying about the 15, right? It's like, it really depends where you live, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, of course we should all be paid being paid something that allows us to like live in just a regular job, you know, 40 hours a week, whatever, but mm-hmm. that could be very different from, from place to place. Right. But anyway, so I guess I wanted to ask, you know, it's kind of like a silly sounding question, but like, what do you, you know, do you support the idea that one, we should do away with a 24 hour workday and how that would sort of, um, if you think that would make any difference to even your conditions, and like what you're facing at the post office i think the reason why we asked that question my bad before you began is also (laughs) we feel like well we wonder if people see a connection between immigrant workers like people that are like part of a more vulnerable um, population how them being exploited how if they get better treatment would that create a better work environment for us. And I think part of the reason why we asked that also is because like, if you, let's say you, you're working right now, like your boss can use that as an excuse. Like, well, you have other people working 24 hour workdays. Why are you complaining? Like you're working 12 hours. You're lucky that you're working long, like shorter shifts. Yeah, I think they should get rid of the 24 hour workday. No one should have to work 24 hours in one day. I mean, 
Like your body needs rest. Like you need to, you need a break. You need to sleep. And going back to what Sam said about like immigrant workers, I saw something today on the internet about how immigrant workers they could be compared to slaves, you know, because they're getting exploited so much, you know. They're not getting fair treatment. They're working long hours. Like, that's basically what slavery was, you know? Mistreatment and all, you know? So, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I do not um, approve the 24 hour work day. <laughs> and if you were to work those 24 hours, are you like, are they getting compensated for those 24 hours? That's like, the I don't know. Maybe they're, maybe also, I don't know if you guys have looked into it, but. Is there any research on like how the 24-hour workday takes a toll on your body? I don't know. Articles of like how it affects families and yeah, it does. <laughs> um, what is the the documentary called, Sarah? Oh, uh, the film one. Um, Who needs sleep? Yeah, we actually mm. watched a, a film together called Who Needs Sleep, and they talk a lot. Well, it's about the film industry, but they definitely emphasize the importance of sleep. And that's like one example of a similar issue in a different industry, even though they didn't work 24 hours. But it's sleep is like the most important thing, honestly. If you're not sleeping, then like you can get sick. You can like so many things happen yeah. when sleep. So I there's definitely lots of information out there. And that's why it's so frustrating, you know, like there's so much information, not just about this, but also like the campaign. Like, so part of the reason why they're working the 24 hours is because like they're they're supposed to sleep during like the time that they're working but a lot of times they can't sleep because they have like someone who's sick that they're taking care of so obviously like they're gonna their sleep will be interrupted right and they're not paid for that time because they can't really fight for it because they sign a contract so they're experiencing the same issues like with lack of sleep like not they're not getting paid they're basically getting paid like less than the minimum wage because if you divide the hours that they aren't working you know what i mean that's why i think you emphasize also Sarah, the idea of like money not it doesn't matter so much because if like let's say you're getting paid 50 dollars an hour which might be great for somebody like you might still be working like in your sleep like thinking of new ideas for work like it's so much pressure that you never really have time off so you're not really making $50 an hour because you have to put all this outside of work hours time you know and that does affect your health in many different ways if you don't have time to go to the doctor like you know you hurt your back at work and you you can't even complain because if you tell your job that you have a bad back you're gonna get fired and then you won't be able as an immigrant you can't even find another job like and not just immigrants, like even we go through this. Like I remember at our old job in the physical therapy clinic, like not being able to speak up about certain things because it would take certain like privileges away from you. And then it's like, damn, what am I going to do now? Like, how am I going to find another job that works for my school schedule that works with this, even though they treat me so shitty is like, I have to put up with it because I have no other option. Like, waiting four weeks to get a paycheck if I switch jobs? Like, what am I going to do in that time, you know? Yeah. I've even, like, even working at the physical therapy place, I just remember talking, a lot of the clients there were, were from finance. So they, 
they also expressed a lot of their complaints to me about working long hours and, you know, that the hours that they were working, they had to like sneak out of their offices to come to physical therapy because, you know, they, there was no like space in their schedule to even, you know, take care of themselves. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, like, even in, like, physical therapy clinics or in places that promote health and well-being, like, you mainly see older people, like, retired people, because people that work, like, even myself, when I've had the chance to finally get a, a prescription to physical therapy, like, three visits, I couldn't go. Like, I couldn't be there for long. I couldn't really be there at all. So it's, like, you, it's, like, you have to wait till you're, like, retire to take care of your health and your body <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, actually that's what i was gonna say before it kind of reminds me what you were saying earlier about how like you can't cook and you can't like do all of these things that you need and what like mm -hmm. but i feel like we're also like bombarded with these ideas like yeah we're supposed to be taking care of our, like self-care and like that yeah. we should do all of these things mm -hmm. and it's like it, I mean, actually, I kind of sometimes feel like it just becomes its own stress, too, right? Because I'm like, mm -hmm. if I'm working 60 hours, 70 hours, like, it's not possible, right? Like, it's not, it's not, like, my choice. It's not really, like, how, like, I can't, you know, like, no matter how good I get at time management or at whatever, there's just not enough hours in the day, right? Like, that's just, that's a, anyway. Yeah, Janela. Well, I think this was a great conversation. I know you're at, at the open mic place. <laughs> we don't want to like answer this whole time. Okay, good. I'm glad I can contribute. I just wanted to share like my story and I wanted to be honest, you know, because even like on social media, like a lot of people, they, they put up what they want to show and I was able to like express like my real life, like what I go through and the things that I enjoy doing and things that I can't do because of work and I just thank you guys for giving me the opportunity and the platform to speak about, you know, my life. And I love hearing that you guys are doing this to help others and other young people. And I hope that all of your activism, you know, just like helps elevate everything and we get what we deserve and we live a better quality of life. Yes. <laughs> for sure. You can yeah. come to the worker center. <laughs> I love to go to the, the center. Yeah, I'm all about the protest. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. good. Yeah, tell Sam when, when you get that one day off, and we'll like, yeah, make sure there's something. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for listening to Gen O. Gen mm -hmm. Okay. I don't, I don't know what generation I'm in. I'm 95. Oh, this generation always overworked. Generation oh! <laughs> <laughs> but I think yeah, 95, I think you're a millennial, millennial. right? She yeah. yeah. I'm millennial overworked, okay? <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>